Steve Gruber Show. You know, the debate, the divide between many on the right, or even many that are independents, I suppose, is do you continue to look at what happened in 2020 in the elections in different places, be it places like Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or do you just simply move on and say we have to do better? Most people on the right say, no, 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 we need to understand what happened in 2020 to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. Those on the left say, well, nothing actually happened. There was nothing wrong. But more and more evidence, more and more evidence from more and more states continues to be found. You've seen the videos of Georgia. Um, I mean, they have to be ballot harvesters. They're showing up with big handfuls of ballots, smiling for the camera, dumping them in the box. In Michigan now, similar videos have emerged two years later. Uh, remarkable. And in Montana, our good friend John Lott there from the Crime Prevention Research Center says irregularities there. Now, Montana wasn't really so much up for grabs or for debate, but it still brings up the question of what's going on. John, good to have you back. No, it's, it's great to talk to you. So, yeah, I mean, there are even Montana. Right. I mean, Montana's not anybody's radar in terms of uh, the election. I mean, Trump won the state by 16.4 percent. It wasn't like anybody believes that the amount of fraud or whatever that might have occurred there would be enough to change the outcome of the election. But, you know, uh, the types of irregularities that occurred with uh, all mail-in election there uh, should make people concerned. there had been an original uh, audit or recount of uh, of the vote in January of 2021, and they found at that time that there were, in Missoula County, which is the second most populous county in the state, there were 4,592 more votes that were counted than there were envelopes, which is impossible in an all-mail-in election. That's about 6.3% of the total votes there, so that's significant. Um, Because of that ruckus, uh, an additional uh, recount was done in March this year. In that time, they only found a gap of 71. Uh, Apparently, what had happened was in the 15 months since the election, they found uh, the election, uh, uh, county election office found two more boxes of envelopes and uh, and that made up the difference there. The the problem is, it was it simple incompetence that they had misplacing two boxes of envelopes uh, for 15 months, or was it uh, something more nefarious? Uh, some people allege that uh, maybe the envelopes were made up when they realized that people were making a big deal about uh, the gap that was there. But the problem is... There, it should be easy to resolve that because, like in most places, a video was taken of the opening of the uh, envelopes. And so somebody could just sit down and watch the opening of the envelopes and count and just see how many envelopes were opened up on election night. Um, the problem was is that despite uh, county ordinances that they're supposed to keep uh, the envelopes or, or keep all the information they have for 60 days. And uh, and for federal rules, given that this was a federal election, it's supposed to keep things for 22 months. And despite the fact that the people who did the original recount uh, asked for the uh, the envelope, or asked for the video explicitly, uh, well 
within the 60-day window that was there, they erased it. Um, and uh, So how do we continue so to it, see these things? I mean, it, it, you correct me if I'm wrong, but there seem to be some, some factors in all of these places that seem to be common denominators. You've got people that have a bias for whatever reason, right, in the election. They have a, a partisan bias. And it just seems to me, why does it always break exactly the same way? John, why is it always the same? Yeah, well, uh, you know, elections matter. And people are willing to spend a lot of, I mean, you had like a billion dollars spent on the campaign. That just, you know, for uh, for Biden. It just shows you how much people care about winning and the notion that they're not going to have incentives to go and cheat when they care that much about the campaign is simply not credible. Um, you know, uh, there's a movie coming out with uh, uh, called uh, 2,000 Mules uh, dealing with these Zuckerberg ballot boxes that are there. You know, you know, I've done research on voting rules in other countries. I cannot find another country in the world that doesn't have very strict chain of custody rules with right. regard to ballot boxes. Uh, you know, the notion of leaving ballot boxes out at 3 a.m. in the morning with nobody watching them. It's insane. Uh, it's and nobody would allow that. No other country, no other country allows it. One of the reasons, you know, not only do they do that, but these other countries around the world check people's IDs to see who it is that's putting the vote in, you know, one vote at a time into the ballot boxes, because they want to make sure that the person who's casting the ballot is the person who's supposed to be doing the voting. And, uh, um, but yet, you know, you could have uh, somebody put in 50 ballots or 10 ballots, you know, 10 times or whatever into a ballot box that's there. Um, and the reason why we do that is we want to make sure that there's not vote buying going on. Uh, you know, um, uh, if you, uh, I'll give you a little bit of history. Most people right. don't know that, uh, for the vast majority of American history, uh, we didn't have secret ballots. What happened, the first state to adopt a secret ballot was Kentucky in 1882. The last state to do so was South Carolina in 1950. And uh, uh, what used to happen is there would be a a box up in front of the room. Uh, The two political parties would stand on either side of the box, and you'd go up and you'd drop in a colored piece of paper based on what party you were voting for. And they could watch what colored piece of paper you put in. And... It turns out the parties used to pay people for how they voted. And uh, to be uh, honest with you, I think they still do. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But the thing is, the thing is, we used to have a lot of rules like banning absentee ballots and stuff because one of the main reasons why we moved to secret ballots was to prevent people from getting paid for voting because. Uh, and there's a huge drop-off when that stopped. Uh, there's like 12 percentage point drop in the rate of people voted because many people only voted because they got paid. And and the problem is is that um, you know you should be able to go and uh, well we had lots of rules like restrictions on absentee ballots because even though you had a, a secret ballot if you went in person. If you had an absentee ballot, you could show somebody how you voted, 
And then if you allowed ballot harvesting, they could not only know how you voted, but they could know that your vote was turned in. And so they would be willing to pay you more. And so we banned uh, vote harvesting. Well, right. Uh, even when you did allow uh, absentee Well, that's still, it's still, to some extent, that's what's going on. Is I mean, people are getting paid to vote right. a certain way. It's just the, the mechanism of payment may have changed and, and the process may But it's still going on. You've shown it. We've seen it all over the country. The question is, what do we do about it? We're going to save that conversation until the next time, John, because, yes, we have to look backwards, but we also have to look forward and figure out how we stop these things from happening. It has to stop. Anyhow, Dr. John Lott. Always an education, and there it is again. Really appreciate you being here, sir. Thank you very much. There you have it. CrimeResearch.org to find out more about Dr. John Lott. You're listening to The Steve Gruber Show. The Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Michigan has been through some tough times. We've seen businesses close, unemployment soar, and the economy take a heavy hit. But through these struggles, we've been given the opportunity to rethink, retool, and reimagine. It's through strength and determination, drive and focus, that we will be back and we will bring Michigan back. We are the Michigan Chamber, and we stand ready to fight for Michigan. To learn more about the Michigan Chamber and how to become a member, visit michamber.com. Peppers from Argentina, blueberries from Canada, and corn from Mexico. What are we doing? It's time to wake up, America, support our family farmers, and defend our nation against an invasion of foreign food. It's time you support Patriot Foods. Patriot Foods is an American-only produce brand supporting U.S. farms and donating a portion of every purchase to U.S. veterans. Join the movement to buy American and eat American. Go to PatriotFoods.com. Patriot Foods will even ship your order for free. PatriotFoods.com. PatriotFoods.com. No matter where you are in life, here's a question to consider. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you navigate where you want to go? An Ameriprise advisor will take the time to truly understand what's important to you and help you prepare for whatever life brings, both the expected and the unexpected, by providing personalized advice based on your goals and needs, and regular reviews along with digital tools to help you stay on track. With an Ameriprise advisor, you can feel more confident, connected, and in control of your financial life. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call me, Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Craig Stiles, today at 517-483-4893. That's 517-483-4893. Office is located at 2400 Lake Lansing Road, Suite B, Lansing, Michigan, 48912. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. 